Hello and welcome to the third episode of Creator Spotlight Season 3 from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today I'm joined by Tom Matthews. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining me on the show. It's good to have you on. Um, and for sort of, you make YouTube videos, um, well, on YouTube obviously, um, yeah. <laughs> specifically about a lot of gaming stuff, but um, yeah, just if you just want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, because you, some people might not know who you are. So. Yeah, of course. I imagine there's there's a fair few people that, uh, that won't <laughs> know who I am. But um, so channel name is Vintage Matthews. I've been making content for almost 10 years. Now. I think it's the 10th anniversary of the channel this October. Yeah. Um, and it's mainly been themed around automotive content within video games, some real life, but uh, mostly done in the uh, sort of digital gaming sphere. Uh, focusing on games like Forza and uh, most recently Grand Theft Auto. Um, I imagine most people would probably know me for my Grand Theft Auto Top Gear series, which um, I've recently just brought back. Um, yeah, that, that's the that's a very basic summary of of what <laughs> I've done. There's 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 been loads of other stories and uh, alleyways that I've tried to dive into, but um, no, that's the that's the basic gist of everything. Yeah, congrats on ten years. It's it's a hard um it's a hard milestone to cover, uh, get get to. I've only spoken yeah. to a few people that myself that have managed to do something for that long. Um, so it's, it's, it's impressive. It's tricky because it's it's it started off as a hobby, um, and it, it still very much is. Uh, I'd I'd love to do it as like a full time career. I think <laughs> I, I imagine a lot of guests that come on here uh, probably say that. Um, yeah, you know, the, the goal for me is to is to get a hundred thousand subscribers on the channel. It has been ever since I, you know, first made it to get the the, the plaque. But <laughs> it started off as what was a, a hobby when I was in, geez, I think I was in my GCSEs. Then um, when I went to university and I sort of had more free time, I was able to really capitalize on content creation because um, it was just I did my course and then I was just back in my dorm in first year and I just didn't leave being a very antisocial. Uh, person, I did eventually spread my wings and become more social over the uh, the other years at uni. <laughs> but um, no, it, it's it's always been a hobby first and foremost. But it would it would it would be amazing to eventually make it a career, especially after the sort of ten years of chipping away at making all sorts of content. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the website, this podcast is behind the interface. I've been doing that for over ten years now, and it's it's definitely still amazing. something. It's a hobby. Um, yes. Yeah. As I said, I've only spoken to a few people myself that have done something for that long, and it's it's definitely credit because you've got to keep sticking at it, even if you haven't, even if it's costing you money to make and cost you a lot yeah. of time. So no, it's it's tricky. I think cost is a big thing. Um, you know, setting up a website, you've got to pay like for a, a, a domain, like with with a YouTube channel, you don't have that. But then for the video games, the the console, the capture devices, it it, it adds up. So um, it, it's tricky. It's a tricky market, and especially it's so saturated now at the moment, YouTube um it's uh it's a difficult one to break out into but it's it's mad seeing how many channels these days have you know a couple of thousands of subscribers because when i started making content a thousand subscribers i felt like mr beast like it was like <laughs> oh my god this is amazing but um yeah the amount of channels that i have i think a million subscribers now is so big yeah um so it's a it's a tricky market to break out into but if you're enjoying it then um then you're still winning really yeah definitely yeah, it's interesting. YouTube is one of those things that hasn't really sort of a lot of things online just fade into the background. Um, yeah. And YouTube is one of those things that has stayed around for a long time, um, and I hope it does because it's 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 great. But um, oh yeah, it's it's you know I went to to university to study television and broadcasting because I've always loved making or watching TV and I've wanted to go and making to TV shows. Mm. 
But the sort of space where TV is now, we've seen a sort of move into digital streaming. And, you know, YouTube has always been this sort of site that's uploaded funny cat videos, uh, you know, years ago, and it was fail compilations, whatever. But people are now making genuinely insane quality content on like you know you got the uh, the likes of i mentioned mr beast you yep. got the sidemen here in the uk They're, these these guys are making videos that are getting hundreds upon millions of views that traditional broadcasting companies cannot compete with so you, you know the, the, this this digital space is is going to be around for a long time and especially with the likes of TikTok now that's that's really blowing up it does make you wonder what will uh traditional broadcasting companies eventually do will they eventually all go online will tv still be still be a thing so it's um no i think you're bob on the money youtube is going to be around for a lot longer yeah it's interesting i was watching a, i was re- i wrote a piece for the website the other day talking about how how um broadcast tv watches is just declining over time and the last yeah. two years it's had a massive spike just downwards um yep. especially with even older people so it's, it's interesting it's a weird one because i think when bbc iplayer came out again i think that was about 10 years ago or so now it's probably older than that that was seen as like this really weird concept because you could only watch the show on catch up for seven days. I think it was. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. like, yeah. And it's so weird because you could download the videos to like, uh, to the cloud on your, on your iPlayer and you could keep them for 30 days. Um, I think they increased from a week to 30 days. And now BBC iPlayer is, uh, I think all the top gear episodes are on there and yeah. they're like up there for a year. They're still uh, on there. Like, yeah. So yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's they are very much making that their own sort of um, archive of content. But um, I'll still maintain that buying stuff physically uh, rather than buying it digitally will be the way to go because, uh, you know, music's changed, uh, bits are cut out, especially mm. with Top Gear with all the uh, <laughs> the controversies. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, you know, there's numerous other shows as well. Other shows are available and other streaming services. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by uh, BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just turn back to YouTube. So, what? What yeah. initially? What made you start doing it uh, initially? It, it, uh, well, it was Top Gear. Um, it, my, my. Well, that's a lie. My, my YouTube channel originally started off as a sort of um, vlogging site, uh, video streaming thingy. Okay. I made several YouTube channels before I eventually stuck with with Vintage Matthews. I made Black Ops videos on you know Call of Duty, the zombies battlefield you know minecraft like everyone did mm-hmm. um and then eventually i stuck with this channel named it vintage matthews and yeah i started making sort of vlogs old old school videos on my channel old school subscribers will know me for making a series called toast um which was um a really weird show i was like 13 i think 14 and i just wanted to make top gear but i didn't have any cars so i just had to do challenges without cars um so i did like races on bicycles against buses like public transport versus cycling um (laughs) i tried to make like my own advert for a smoothie and it was just really weird those videos have since been unlisted because i look back at them and i think what was i doing yeah so um (laughs) my, my channel really does start if you look on it with with videos um with gta top gear which i started when GTA Five just came out, and the game is ten years old this year, it's surprising, um, isn't it? It's mental. It's you know biggest video game I think of all time, bar like mm. Tetris and, and Minecraft. Um, but there's very few entertainment pieces of media that have a longevity of ten years and that is still making you know so much revenue. But yes, that journey started with 
uh, vlogs and then I moved into gaming and I've not really looked back. I've tried to sort of intertwine real life content with the channel because I don't want to be just labeled as uh, just one thing. I don't think any creator really wants that. They mm. want to sort of uh, be who they are and not just be who they are on video as such. Because um, when we do film the, the Top Gear videos, it's, it's a sort of hyper personality. Um, I'm not that annoying all the time. It's only just to wind up my friends uh, Sam and uh, and, to, and to wind up Ian as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, start with video game content and still making it to this day. Yeah. Did you have any um, like sort of concerns about using that brand name? Did yes. You have, have you had any well, emails of sort of stop doing this? It, it. Yeah. Well, it's a tricky one because. The, it's a parody. The show is primarily just a uh, parody and a homage to the uh, the Top Gear show, which um, I think a lot of people, like 99% of commons are like, oh my God, this is amazing, keep mm. going. And then you get the 1% that are like, you're infringing rights on the BBC and stuff. And it's, it's a bit of a grey area, um, but I will fully back myself in saying that it is a parody. We are not, you know, selling merchandise on the show mm. to sort of profit from that. Um, back when we made it with you know the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One, um, the show was still very much gameplay first, um, but with a Top Gear intro in it. Now it's very much a cinematic um, in-game. I don't know if machinima is still a word, but it's sort of like a, an animated show, but it's just using GTA to uh, to film it in. We did change to gear knobs uh, about six years ago. I remember, yeah. And that was I, I just got a bit of cold feet with it all. Um, and I just thought mm, maybe I should do my own thing. And and Sam, who I've worked with now for God, hundred years, um, I can't <laughs> get rid of the guy. We sort of decided to make our own brand, so we ended up selling like stickers and our own merchandise to see how that would go. And um, that went well. It, it was nice to do that, but I felt that a lot of people didn't end up carrying on watching the channel. So, you know, the, the latest season now of GTA Top Gear, which has come back. It's sort of because, you know, the clickbait's a big thing. And I don't want to say it is because of clickbait, but the name brings in more people. Um, and, and it is primarily the same show. You know, we, we've changed it up a little bit. You know, we've gotten rid of uh, the Stig type character. We, we've brought in our own character from, from Gearnob. So it, it is very much like a hybrid of both shows. So, yeah, it's 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 something that does play in the back of my mind. The, um, the, the copyright's not the right word, but the sort of... Uh, what, of if it. the BBC, yeah. yeah, the legality of it. But as I, I put in all my, my comments now, it's it's a parody. We don't intend on, you know, profiting off this show, like with merchandise and stuff. It's, it's literally just a bit of fun with us playing GTA. And it's, yeah, that's... It's, <laughs> it's a tricky one to fully answer. Hmm. Um, I need to call my lawyer. Um <laughs> but um no it's it's all in good faith and all in good fun and it, it's 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 to promote the show really it, it's giving this show more exposure if anything um mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah it's very entertaining you guys do a good job with it um thank you i meant to ask like with the most recent episode you published there's yeah. a lot of things in the show if you can there's a lot of things in the show that the characters do that if you what if you know about the game and you play it you mm -hmm. think it's going to be hard to get those characters to do those things, like certain yep. animations. If you can reveal how you do it a little bit, of course. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm intrigued on how you get so how you produce it all. It, it, it used to be a much easier process uh, because obviously on the 360, it was as I mentioned, just gameplay. And then yeah. on the Xbox One, Rockstar brought in um, for those who don't know, 
uh, a Rockstar editor. It, it was a it was a feature that allowed you to sort of record your gameplay, but then you could put sort of invisible cameras to make cinematic style of content, which is what most video game developers have. They have a toolkit that allows them to make cinematic trailers for their game. Forza has one, but they haven't flipping released an actual toolkit for us to use it. And I've been dying to get one for years. Um, the Crew 2's got one, which allows you to sort of make cinematic content with cars. And there's a few other games um, I can't think of off the top of my head. So when it came to PC, um, this toolkit was able to sort of be um, modded in ways that you couldn't do in, on, on a console. Like there's a, there's a sort of bubble which the camera can stay within. And uh, that's purely because of like rendering in the distance, like the quality of the, mm. the assets, like it's massively reduced. So they don't want you to zoom into that and you know make the game look bad. But on PC, you can remove some of these boundaries. And with it being on PC as well, there's a big modding scene for, for GTA. Um, so 5M is a massive uh, client that people use for um, making usually role play servers, which are huge on Twitch and, and YouTube. But we've got our own server, which we just sort of use to do challenges that you couldn't do in the base game. And with that, we've got um, basically just a mod menu of animations that uh, characters will do in cutscenes um, or the AI will do mm. uh, if triggered. So we've got like a list of different um, animations. So if, you know, face palming or shaking your head, you can do that with the mod menu and that sort of adds to uh, a more i don't know if realistic's the right word but a more grounded reality yeah. of of the video series because you know there's a lot of people that have made GTA top gear videos we're not the only one but we 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 really pride ourselves on that sort of making sure that it's grounded um within reality because obviously GTA's got a, a, you know a plethora of flying cars and all sorts of silly vehicles but we like to sort of keep it like it could be done for real life everything that we try and do there's an element of oh that could actually be done um and, and that sort of magic is really difficult to capture because we spend months planning these videos um and obviously editing them as well but um no the, the magic is 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 now using 5m getting the lovely cinematics and just so much planning like we, we we are about to film i think the fourth episode and you know, we're still discussing what is the best challenge. It's not just, oh, let's do this. It's, uh, let's do this. Hmm, well, what if we do this instead? And then it's just, you just go down a rabbit hole of, of different ideas on um, how to drive a car. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so stupid. But um, no, that, that magic is something that um, is difficult to capture. And I'm, I'm really happy with it. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's as, I, as I mentioned, it's definitely quite impressive. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't think I, I wouldn't realize it would take months to plan that sort of thing. I don't think anyone else watching it would realize that either. But... It's 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 really long. Like if if we were to make these videos just gameplay based, I could upload these weekly. So yeah. easy. Just you know, let's drive these cars. It, that's the thing. When I tried to make Forza a sort, I, I did like a grand tour spin off on Forza, mm. and it didn't do as well. Which all right, that's fine. I enjoy making content, but when it came to making the videos, I wasn't enjoying it as much because it was literally just drive car from point A to point B and there was no cinematic tools to sort of make it look visually interesting. It's just gameplay. Yeah. Um, and and this, it's a much more limited, like a sandbox like Grand Theft Auto um, gives you so much more opportunities for creation. Um, but it's a tricky process. Um, and I don't think it, it would work with every game. And I think because it's not just gameplay, it's got that sort of USP that a lot of other content 
if to be made like Top Gear on Grand mm. Theft Auto doesn't necessarily have. It's it's tricky. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that that you have access to all those sort of tools at the game, yeah. and there'd be such this big sort of community behind making sure you can make all this cinematic shots. It's quite. I didn't I didn't realize that was that was a thing. So yeah, it, it's um it's probably a small community, and I think that's why when I always like uh, ask for it to be in a game like Forza, like you know, I want this replay tool. There are people that are just like, why? Because I'm not going to use it. And it's, it's it's tricky. I understand from like a developer's point of view to bundle this dev toolkit into a nice user face and to make sure that it doesn't break the game. It's, it'll be tricky. So, you know, I, I it's more of just like I'd really want than a need. But, you know, I think the more games that offer creative tools, it will only enhance the um, probably the selling point of the game, but also yeah. the longevity of it. Because it's it's just a way of promoting the game, really. If you're if you're making nice content with cinematic tools, you're basically just making free marketing for them. Um, so I, I I don't see a, a downside to it, other than it probably will take time for the devs to implement the feature. Yeah, and that's always sort of a is it going to pay off for the cost of developing yeah. that and the time yeah. and bug fixes and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's um well hopefully they do it at some point. There's no way you could. There's no, there's no way you could sort of because I know Forza is on the PC now. There's no way you could sort yeah, there's, of modify. I don't think so. They, they've got quite a strict sort of policy with uh, with the modding. I know there was a dev kit of uh, Horizon Three that made its way onto some forum a few years ago, and people were okay. able to like mod buses and stuff and make custom cinematics. There's glitches and works around that you can sort of do, but the process of doing that glitch takes about let's say what two minutes, and to do that over and over again really adds up. Mm. compared to uh, something like the crew where you just push a button and you know you're in a replay editor mode capturing the last 10 minutes of your your gameplay so yeah yeah um and with ian and the sam that you do the show with how did you yeah. how did you meet those those two guys i have only met those guys they aren't like friends from school i've met them purely through um the internet and it's it's a coincidence because thankfully they live miles away from me because <laughs> i think we wouldn't be friends if we did live close um no, i'm joking um so they live up north and i live down south um yeah. so i met sam through live streams back in the day uh when he was just a wee baby tiny tiny man and you know i nursed him and grew him up to be this wonderful uh human being that um hasn't left my side i can't get rid of him but uh, <laughs> no he um he joined me back in my live streams and um i think i joined his lobby by accident and we started playing games together and then a sort of dare i say the word friendship blossomed from that um ian on the other hand he messaged me during the uh production of i think it was the second season of top gear so it was me sam and uh one of our friends ryan who was making the content and he messaged saying oh this is really good would love to collaborate me being the uh, the dozal numpty that I am, didn't see his message and ignored it for all of about a year. <laughs> <laughs> to which then when we were making gear knobs, we saw Ian's channel that was also making a sort of Top Gear parody called Low Gear. Mm. And I messaged him being like, oh, I would love to collaborate. You know, it would be great to get you on the show sort of thing because we didn't want to do like a star and a reasonably priced car segment with gear knobs. We wanted to do our own take on it, which was to bring the youtube guests into a segment like a car chase or uh uh when we a taxi challenge where we had to sort of um you know taxi them around so uh, we brought them in for that 
And um, I think we then filmed the video with them and then we got them back in to help us with the video. And there was a sort of back and forth narrative. Um, and he has now not left my side. Um, he hasn't got many friends, so I, I can understand why that is. Um, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mean. I'm a horrible person. Um, Ian has definitely, he's got more than one friend. He's got me and Sam. So, you know, he's not that lonely. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, and then that's sort of, you mentioned other creators as well. That sort of lets yeah. me on, lends me on to sort of, I think he stopped uploading for a while. And that leads yeah. me on to, as I said, uh, there's a guy called, I can't remember his actual name, but Hampyro, I think. Oh, yes. Um, yes, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that show, I remember they did, they did an episode during lockdown, I think. And then you, mm-hmm. were, you were a guest on that. And yes. I, know he's, he, I know he's stopped uploading since. And it might be just that, as you mentioned, like you get burnout from it. Mm. And um, it, I guess you've had that, you've had that problem. Yeah. Um, so I speak to Zach every so often. Um, he um, He's also recently gone into um, Formula One. So that's nice to sort of have that mutual mm. interest. So we can talk about that. But um, no, we met through collaborative efforts on, on Top Gear. Um, in terms of what he's doing now, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I can't answer that. I genuinely don't know. But um, from, from my point of view with, with content creation is burnout's horrid. Like, I want to upload. I'd upload every day, every minute of the day if I could. Um, but when a new game comes out, mainly Forza, and you know the uh, the lovely the lovely people there will give me a review code a week or so early, and I'm able to um, orchestrate like a, a month's worth of content. I mm. grind that game nonstop for all of like two weeks. And obviously, being the smaller channel, you want to make sure that you're covering every aspect possible just in case one of those clips goes viral and you get in a load of new followers and a load of new viewers Mm. because you're then getting revenue and you're getting um, exposure. So for you, you're winning. And then for the game, they're getting their game out there. More people are getting eyes on their their content. So it's a win-win. The problem with that is, as I mentioned, two weeks straight just playing the game, editing the game, talking about the game, it really gets quite heavy. And then when you have that period of starting to upload the content where the game um, comes out, you've then got to think, right, that's great. But now I've got to start making more content to keep up with this. And it just, it really, it, I sound maybe so self-entitled and selfish, but I do think mental health is a is a big part with, with content creation. Um, and I think a lot of content creators do get burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when, you know, you're, you're editing these these big clips or lots of videos um bigger youtubers now tend to have editors for them yep so the pressure is less on the creator but that's not to say that they will still get burnt out on recording videos every day um you know not being able to touch grass i can imagine gets quite annoying because you just want to do you know other things other than just creation um and that brings me back to what i was saying earlier on with this being a hobby when you get burnt out it sucks so much because you want to make content, but you just, I don't know, you can't think, you get like writer's block. Um, and I do think that year off was pretty good. Mm. I was worried about coming back, whether or not the channel would do good. Um, but thankfully, um, the, you know, the latest episode we did with uh, the, the, the business cars, um, you know, I planned a marketing little plan with trailers and teasers and community posts. And it's gone down way better than I could have anticipated. I was literally aiming for around maybe 10,000 views. I, I, 
that was sort of my goal and it's you know it's it's done much better than that and i i I can't thank you know someone like yourself who's watching it and everyone else enough um because you know taking that year off now feels justified yeah Uh, and i I would encourage creators to do that i it's 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 daunting maybe a year is a bit extreme but definitely take time off for for yourself um if you can easy yeah it's very very important and it's 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 a topic that needs to be talked about more but mm. necessarily well it is lately but not as much um but it, I, I guess that problem if if you are doing it as a full-time job um taking that time off you just it's not that much of an option but that yeah. must be even more difficult it's it's uh, like we're both doing this for for a hobby yeah like if we had a full-time work schedule where you wake up at say what seven o'clock eight o'clock you start filming a video and then by what, nine, 10, you're then having like breakfast. You then back filming another video or you're starting to edit that then until the rest of the evening where you would then upload it. If this was like, um, like daily upload, say, mm-hmm. um, but then you've got content creators that will make sort of big form videos over a space of a few weeks. And that's sort of the, the genre niche I'm going to try and hopefully break into. Cause I quite like the idea of having more time to put, to put all that effort into one massive video. Um, but that's a that's an entirely different conversation altogether. But um, I've completely gone off track with what I was saying. But um, <laughs> no, it's 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 a tricky one to balance that that personal life and and YouTube as a hobby or as a, if it were to be a job. I think I've got, I'm back on track now with what I was saying. You know that 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 day in day out sort of cycle with a normal job you can book time off. You know you get Christmas off, you get your birthday off, and all that stuff. But with YouTube, you'd have to sort of make content in advance so that's putting you under more pressure in in less time to have then you have two weeks off your videos go out but then when you come back you're back to swear one like there's yeah. no sort of respite um as such and i think that's the that's the tricky bit where bigger channels may have a luxury of having more people to to carry the weight where smaller creators would sort of have to do all of it because you're a you're a graphic designer you're a writer you're a video editor you're a marketer you're so much and you know this is done by big companies, and as mm. one person, I think, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a tricky skill set, but it's uh, it's good. Yeah, good to do. I had a I had a guest. This episode's well, the, the time people are watching this, the, the whole season three will be out. But um, yeah, I had a guest on who um, is an automotive journalist. He was mentioning that um, in the car or car journalist space, the people that are coming up that are necessarily influencers, they're sort of doing everything themselves. He's saying they're they put so much work into what they do and a lot of a lot of more traditional people in the in the industry don't realize that the people that are doing stuff on their own they're working incredibly hard oh um, my god yeah i i can imagine especially being a like I, i've got the luxury of sitting in my pants playing a game but when you're like reviewing a car do you have a, do you have a cameraman like is that <laughs> something that you have because otherwise how do you get the exterior shots which as a car journalist is is like gold as i imagine like visually uh, mm-hmm. an external shot is, is so yep. much nicer than you know an, an interior camera so you need to do sound you need to do lighting you need to do you know it's a full production but it's a one-man show um and, and you know I've, I've got so much respect for, for car journalists because it's such a it's a big market um and to be able to do all of that yeah it's a lot and i think the sooner uh manufacturers realize that maybe the maybe the space will change i don't know um but it's yeah it's it's a lot and i can imagine it being quite uh quite difficult yeah 
definitely. That I was getting to the point where you're there's still even well, even what even what you do, like, there's still a lot of. I I imagine, imagine a lot of people don't realise there's a lot of work that goes into it. So it's mm. um definitely yeah. Um, I just want to touch on was this was I mentioned you mentioned a little while ago that your uh, the actual channel was hacked. Um, oh, about, crikey, about four or five yeah. months ago. Was this during your time? This was during your time off, wasn't it? Yeah. So this was yeah. during the process of so around January we were planning season three of, mm-hmm. of GTA Top Gear. So we knew it was going to come back. We were sort of debating whether or not to do a gain of season two, but I wanted Ian to get involved. Um, and I felt like Ginobs was me and Sam, so Top Gear would make more sense for three presenters. Um, so we were planning all the content. I've been editing it, um, and I've been doing like community posts, sort of building up to a teaser. Um, and I was recently made redundant at the time, so I was sort of looking for more employment. Mm. And I, th- I they must have seen something because the email timing was way too convenient. It was for, um, it was a fake email by someone who pretended to work at DaVinci, the editing software. Yep. Um, basically saying like, hi, Vintage Method. Well, they didn't say Vintage Method. It was like, hi, Tom. Um, something about your YouTube channel, like, oh, this video is good, this video is good. It was it was quite a personal email. Mm. And they was, they, 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 it didn't seem as suspicious as some of the other ones that you get. It's like, hi, Vintage Matthews. I loved your insert video title here. And I think you'd be great to be an ambassador for X product. Um, so no, they said, um, you're, you, you seem like a keen editor. Um, we'd like to prom- pay you to do a promotion with DaVinci Resolve. And, you know, I, I've, I've had paid partnerships in the past. I've, I've worked with um, BenQ and, uh, mm. you know, and, and obviously Microsoft with Forza. So I've had emails and it, and it did sort of seem quite similar to that. And then at the bottom, it had a link to their website. So it all seemed quite official. Um, so I responded being like, yep, yeah, I'm happy to do this. Um, send over what you want me to cover, any details and whatnot. And um, then they sent a PDF file that wasn't a PDF file. And that's when alarm bells started ringing. Um, I then decided if I rename it as a PDF file, maybe I can open it. Open the PDF file, nothing happened on my computer. I thought nothing of it. And I just thought, well, they've buggered that up. I'm going to go out for a bit. So I I left. I was do I can't remember what I was doing that day. I think I needed to go to the bank or something. I remember basically I was in Tesco's, big Tesco's. Everyone loves big Tesco's. <laughs> and I had a phone call off my mate George, who lives in um, who lives up north, and he never never calls me. We only really speak on Discord. So he him ringing me was like, all right, what's what's going on here? Yeah. He was like, oh, your channel's been hacked. I was like, no, 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 you, you're taking the mic. This, is, this isn't true. Um, He's like, no, no, I'm serious. It's been hacked. So um, I then on my phone frantically tried to get into my YouTube channel. It said this profile is, you know, you can't log in. Went to my channel and then I saw Elon Musk uh, talking about some crypto thing to like 40,000 people live. And um, I think what's more embarrassing is they got more live stream views than I've ever got before. So <laughs> with my YouTube stats, because I'd been dormant for so long, you just had a massive spike. <laughs> but I did get the revenue, so hackers, thank you. I did get a nice, uh, nice paycheck from that. Oh, that's but, good. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, enough to cover my petrol to Tesco's and back. But still, um, yeah. Thankfully, um, you know, I've, I've been able to collaborate with content creators in the past, um, and there was a, a another guy that actually made GTA Top Gear, Jack Ultra Gamer, now Jack Ultra Motive. 
his channel got hacked about a month prior to me. So I messaged him being like, hey, mate, what did you do? Any help would be advised. Mm. And he was really great being uh, really helpful, sort of offering me advice on like how I can do that and such. Um, also, AR12, Nick, he has been, he's, he's been great to, to sort of help me with my, my YouTube path. Um, and I messaged him and he was like, oh, get into contact with these people. So mm. both of those were very helpful at the time and as well as like my mates as well, who were like scouring the internet to find forms um, and threads that I could try and um, try and find and uh, get into contact with uh, community support. It was a really tricky process and it was a really long, uh, I think it was like three, four days. It was about a week. Um, oh, it was horrid because, yeah. you know, as I mentioned, it's a 10th year anniversary this year. I've been made, it's, it's a passion project. It's not my job. I no. do this as a hobby and I, all my videos that I've spent hours upon making just gone. It That moment made me realize I still want to make content. Um, you know, it, it, it often takes something bad to happen for you to sort of change your outlook on things. Um, like it may take you to have a, a health scare in order for you to change your diet. Um, and, and this sort of thing was like an awakening, like, oh, crap, yeah, I need to... I want to do this. I don't want all this content to go away. I don't want it to stop. So um, yeah, I got the channel back. And that's when I sort of started making some videos again as like a comeback. Um, and yeah, here we are present day with uh, the channel now back with its sub count and videos. Uh, there's a few that I've left privatized that I don't think many people are going to miss. But um, no, it was pretty scary. So yeah, don't accept emails from strangers offering you to review davinci resolve that's uh that's my takeaway it's you know i'm 26 my, my nan gets phoned up being like oh i'm a prince from arabia here's a million dollars i'd like to put in your bank account and then i'm telling her like oh don't be stupid be sensible on your phone and don't accept scams and then there's me getting flipping scammed so yeah maybe i'm not the uh the best to uh to promote internet safety but um <laughs> i'm learning yeah. i'm learning lesson. Well, earlier this year, I think I think it was last year or earlier this year, LTT got hacked. It's exactly the same process. Yeah, the PDF it, thing. So, the way that it works is that they, so so, from what my very basic understanding of it is, and I'm going to explain this in as basic as form as possible. The PDF wasn't a PDF file. I opened that, and they got through into my Google Chrome um, extension and tabs and cookies and all that. Yep. Through that, then they got into my Gmail. And then from that, they got access to my YouTube channel. And obviously, because I had, what, 70 odd thousand subscribers, they knew that then that audience would see that in their sub feed and possibly get invested into a crypto scam. But it makes no sense because I haven't uploaded in a year. And why the hell would I come back with a live stream promoting crypto? <laughs> um, but it, I, I don't know if it does work for some people. I'm not too sure um, what they benefit from the hack. But um, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's, it's the fact that it's still common and YouTube still has this happen makes me like furious that they haven't updated their security and systems in a long time. And mm. the communication process was, all right, sure, they helped me, but getting into contact with YouTube support, waiting hours for a reply. You know, as I mentioned, this was my hobby. For those like, you know, LTT, mm. who it is their job, that is yep. their business like it's like the BBC going down, you know. It's it's like ITV. Um, yeah. Again, I need to stop talking about the BBC. I'm going to start talking about Channel Four for the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's 
losing that is is scary and the fact that that hack is still going on and i bet you you could probably go on youtube now and find someone that has been like overtaken by this crypto thing it's it's yeah yeah well it's good. good that they managed to cover all the videos they deleted and yeah it's it's a bit of a pain in the ass because you do have to go into uh all the videos and a lot of the videos that i uploaded before youtube changed they didn't have an option for is this made for kids yes or no because then it goes into youtube kids or not and obviously all my content whilst it is you know kid friendly you always put no because you don't want it to go on the the youtube kids app so you know it's not made for kids um but i had to do that with all my old videos um otherwise they wouldn't get pushed out as much but um no, it's um, pain, painful process, but it's, it, we're, we're done. We're there. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, just before we wrap up, I just want to—if you've got any—I always ask this question to everyone. Have you got any advice for anyone looking to get into making the type of content you make, or just any videos in general, and what kind of things you've learned? Yeah, um, it's. <laughs> It's. I need to be positive now. I, just don't do it. Don't bother. Just do something else. <laughs> yeah, positive um, stuff, please. No, it's um. <laughs> it's it's something. If it's something that you enjoy, you should go for it. Um, and I think my philosophy with YouTube is two things. One, try. I don't know. This is a really difficult thing, but try <laughs> and make something original. Try and do something that maybe no one has done before. I think that's why video essays tend to do so good, or challenges. Um, again in you know gta which is sort of my my bread and butter of a game Mm. you know try and think of challenges that are unique and haven't been done before because that will garner interest like something that's new is so hard to come by on youtube these days but if you can come up with uh, a new concept or an idea for a video series you know don't just do a let's play don't just you know do a review try and add something unique to it that only you have that others don't and then secondly, my advice is if someone's already doing something that you want to do, try and make it better than that. Because as I mentioned, there's so many GTA Top Gears out there, um, but I wanted to try and make the best one. And I, you know, who am I to say that it's the best or not? Um, that's left to personal opinion, but that's sort of what my work ethic has been. I wanted to make the best possible version of this video series. Um, and also just, you know, it, it, it is somewhat unique. It's, it's GTA and Top Gear. You could do it with other things. If you like Mythbusters, I think people have done Call of Duty and Mythbusters. You know, it's, if you can sort of get a hybrid of content or come up with something unique and then you put in like 110% and, and you just need that lucky break. You get that one break and then I think that's when you'll get a high from it then. Like if your video is getting pushed on recommended or, you know, don't set yourself goals of, Oh, I'm going to get a thousand subscribers in a month and I'm going to get X amount of views in so much time. I think that will only lead to upset. I think you should do it purely for um, yourself and entertainment purposes to start with. Make something that you would watch and go, wow, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, that's um, I'm terrible at life advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Don't set yourself sort of the the lofty goals, and just yeah, you'll end up being disappointed. Just sort of. I think yeah, I think that's yeah. the big takeaway is is that I I know I I for myself have sort of had to teach myself like don't set the bar too high because you're only gonna you know you're only gonna fail mm. if if you do that uh, unless on the one off chance your video goes ridiculously viral. Um, also, don't be afraid to make YouTube shorts. That's the other thing I'd say. Like YouTube's algorithm is nuts, but short form content at the moment is huge. So yes. yeah. 
if if you do want to sort of get people into your channel, don't be afraid to to make short form content and also use other sites that will then bring audiences into your sort of main content on YouTube. Like if you're making TikToks, make sure, excuse me, they're being linked to YouTube where, you know, that you've got this huge ecosystem. Yep. Um, but yeah, short form content is, is something that I've recently sort of stepped into like creation wise. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's this huge new sphere of, of, of ways of making content. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining me on the on the Creator Spotlight podcast, uh, Tom. It's been really good to talk to you about Thank what, you very much. what you're making do online. Um, if people want to find out more more information about what you're making do, where can they find you? Um, they can find me on YouTube at Vintage Matthews. They can find me on Instagram at Vintage Matthews, and they can find me on Twitter or X or whatever the name of the software <laughs> is going to be by the time this goes out live. It'll be called another letter by then. But um, you can find me on Twitter slash X. Um, and also Vintage Matthews. Those are my my three platforms. Awesome. Um, if you want to stay up to date with my ramblings and shenanigans. Fantastic. <laughs> you can find out more information about the interface at theinterface.uk. You've got lots of car reviews, podcasts, and all sorts of content coming out. Um, as I said, thanks for watching and listening to this podcast, and thanks for joining me.